0: hey everybody welcome into the b team podcast brought to you by jackrabbit illustrated part of the splitting hairs team of podcasts we are on live on facebook for the first time really excited about that um we actually are i was going to do that as a goof uh i accidentally clicked that we're live right now oh my god
1: (laughs) we're gonna get so many live viewers
0: Yes, so many. Uh, so yeah, if you happen to catch this just uh, showing up on your Facebook stream while you're farting around on your phone, shoot us any questions. We'll be on here for a little bit uh, doing the normal pod. I'm Brendan here with, as always, my co-host Ben. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel
1: like you need to uh, practice the intro because it's oh, different man. every time. You're like, yeah. the B-Team podcast, uh, part of the Splitting Hairs, Jackrabbit Illustrated, uh, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I mean, we get it now, but, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just so much to say. We should.
1: It is. It's a lot.
0: I mean, should we just do spill, splitting hairs?
1: No, no. We have to have Jack Illustrated we in there. We do you know, have right? to have
0: Jack Rabbit Illustrated for sure.
1: Because, because. that's the boss. Yes, he's the boss, and he's the most, yeah. like, famous part of the well, everything we do, especially now that right. big, big Dog Zimmer is tweeting about him today.
0: Yeah, got a Jack Rabbit Illustrated shout-out. Um, if you followed Zim and stumbled across the J.I. stuff, hopefully you like what we're doing.
1: Definitely. But that was pretty cool to see.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, and I mean,
1: we're, we're here to talk about basketball kind of first and foremost because that's the active season. Mm-hmm. But the tweet was in reference to Kay Johnson, which we'll get to later. Um, if promise. anybody else is I, – yes, I I swear we'll talk about it. I'm excited about it too. Yep.
0: We are excited about that. We started as a football podcast, so I'm sure that'll work its way in there since this is such a busy Jackrabbit basketball week.
1: Yeah, it was supposed to be, wasn't it?
0: It was. It was supposed to be an exciting little tune-up weekend uh, leading up to the revenge against the Yotes, and, well, that's not happening.
1: Yeah, COVID strikes again. Um, Called it. Denver... Uh, They canceled due to COVID, so now we have another open weekend. Which I, you know, normally I'd say, "Oh, good, our guys need some rest." They don't anymore. They haven't played much basketball lately. No,
0: they've been living their their life. Has been rest right now. Uh, What five is? I think I did the math. It was five games in eight weeks. Yeah,
1: that we had happen, which is just. Wolf. I mean, it's brutal. Like basketball, you're supposed to be playing twice a week, right? Your, your slow off week is when you're playing once. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So that's, that's gotta be rough on them. I, I feel bad for them. Uh, Cause I mean, I, you know, it, the nice thing is that, that this year isn't an eligibility year. So, you know, there's that, yeah. that you're not losing a full year of basketball, but you know, not everybody's going to stick around for that last year. So, you no. know, it, it's too bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got guys, uh, you know, that are going to move on early because they mm-hmm. want to get on with, you know, life, and they feel that chapter of life's over, and it's time to move on. You see that with guys. There's some guys on the football team doing that. Um, but uh, the thing I feel worse about is these guys have been sticking to all the protocols, uh, keeping themselves ready. You get all excited for a game, and then bang, it's, it's off. I know. so then you do it again and it's, it's happening. I I don't think it's going to happen nearly as frequently towards the end of the season Um, because of what we talked about last time. uh, You know, we kind of, we kind of figured that this would start to happen. Your teams that are just getting shellacked every week. I mean, it's hard to be a college athlete as it is and, and do all the stuff you need to do, but now add all the COVID, protocol on top of it that these kids are going through and now you got to add that on top of it in a year where like Denver is just getting piss pounded by everybody they play uh, it I can see a a college guy having a night going "Eh, you know what I've I'll wear a mask to the party or you know whatever Mm -hmm. you know they do or felt like doing or had somebody over whatever you know And, and I don't know if I necessarily blame a college, you know, I call, you call them kids, they're technically adults, but a college kid for doing that. I mean, how many college kids actually follow all the rules anyways? I think uh, I 99% of the people you run into went to state had an underage at some point. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, so it's tough and it it just really sucks all the way around for a team, especially like SDSU, where we're in not just in contention, we're favored and are looking at probably a ncaa tournament at least opportunity for sure as long as we play up to our potential at the assembly tournament and just they're getting the rug pulled out from over and over and over again
1: yeah and it's too bad i mean i i haven't followed you know power five and g5 college basketball as much this year Um, So I don't know, do you know, is it happening at that level as much as it seems to be happening at the Summit League?
0: Um, I remember hearing about it happening more and certain teams, like Duke backed out uh, uh, some Mm. of their non-con games Mm -hmm. and stuff like that because of it. But I haven't heard, I I, I follow Summit League basketball, you know, in the, In the winter up until the NCAA tournament, there's a reason my bracket's terrible, and (laughs) I always pick SDSU if we're in it to go to the Sweet 16 because why the hell not, you know? So
1: yeah, um, it just seems like now that now that we're in conference play, it seems like a lot of there's not that many games getting canceled, and so it's I don't know, just disappointing to see a a lot of our conference games get canceled. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, it happened with NDSU and Omaha, I believe, or was it Denver too for them?
1: Then I don't think NDSU had any cancel, did they?
0: I think they did have a weekend cancel, if I remember, because I listened to their sports talk the because there's the sports talk station on up here, and I think I remember them having a game get canceled, but I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, but anyway, hopefully we don't have any more of it. Um we need as many games as we can get before the Summon League tournament. Um I wonder, is, is Summit League eligibility an issue, or, or do we does everybody have all the minimum games already in? Well, I know
0: um, the I, – I only looked up the NCAA uh, minimum before we came, and I don't know if the Summit League put a different standard on that, but the minimum games you had to get in for the season per the NCAA was 13, and we're already at 12. So, like, from a Jack standpoint, we're sitting okay there. Um. But I don't know if the Summit League put a different, you know, quota on there. I don't think they did. I don't remember seeing that. Um, and really, I you know, looking at these last three weeks, you got USD, NDSU, Oral Roberts, and then UMKC. Not necessarily in that order besides ending with UMKC. And um those are all three teams that are in contention right now. So I really would expect um, a higher probability, I guess, of those teams playing. Because obviously with everything going on, you can't talking absolutes ever, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like there'd be a higher probability of those games happening. Um, USD at home, then NDSU on the road, then Oral Roberts, then UMKC, if I remember correctly. Correct. So, um,
1: yeah, hopefully we're playing all those because this is getting old.
0: Right. I mean, we got the schedule for this week up here, and then we can just kind of let me through there, but
1: yeah, so the well, I guess first let's talk about last week's games. Um yeah. we can quick run through the other semi-league games. Um USD had a close one with Western Illinois the first night, um, beat him by 10 second night. Um NDSU took care of Denver twice pretty easily. Um and then the other games, oh yeah, um UMKC and Oral Roberts. That was a really close one the first night, and then UMKC took him the second night.
0: Yep, uh, so did. that was
1: that was a surprise um i'm trying to remember the name of the kid from you oh yeah brandon mckissick he's their yep. you know big scorer and he had a get a really good night uh for umkc and so yeah no, i know who knows maybe they're a force to be reckoned with we'll see
0: yeah they won uh he won summit league player of the week i believe um this week for the men's side so i mean obviously he had a great weekend i don't know. I, I wasn't able to I didn't I didn't watch their games. Um didn't watch any games. I was busy chasing after the little one this weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean NDSU walked all over Denver like you expected, South Dakota slapped around Western a little bit because it's western, and they're just not very good this year. So I mean otherwise uh, we uh, obviously took it to uh, North Dakota pretty well.
1: Yeah, those were those are fun games to watch. Having, you know, everybody back, you know, this whole year, it seems like we've kind of either been missing Wilson or Friedel or both. Um, It seemed like, you know, we had we had that week off um, with Omaha canceling. um, And then we finally got to play two games in a row, which was awesome. And everybody seemed healthy and ready to go. you know the previous games, uh, Doug Wilson seemed to have like a kind of a limp going on. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like it was just a blister thing. And some, you know, these last two games he looked really healthy. Um, so yeah, it was they were really fun games to watch. And like I said, it was just it seemed like we were really clicking on all cylinders finally and really getting into the flow of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, did what uh, we were supposed to do to a North Dakota team that did beat NDSU last uh, the week before. So really good to see. Uh, the team take it to him a couple times.
1: Certainly. You know, uh, one highlight for me was, especially in the first uh, first night against UND where we beat him by 19. Um, Luke Apple, uh, that kid is just uh, taken off. I mean, uh, at the start of the season, I didn't know if he was going to be able to get any minutes. And right. he's just, I mean, the moves he's got and the the athleticism and the balance and the finishing at the rim i mean he he's got the the full package for post player, and it's it's gonna be fun to watch. I mean, I think he's just going to keep getting better as the season goes on and to have two legit you know post options in him and Wilson, and then Dentley are going to come in and you know be the the third guy that's also a decent option i mean uh, he doesn't have the post moves that Apple or Wilson does, but he's can hold his own and he can defend and rebound and, and, you know, put it, put in buckets when he needs to. So having three legit posts like that is a, a big weapon to have.
0: Oh, for sure. And it's nice having Dentlinger if you got a post from another team, that's just kind of a bruiser and wants to beat up on, you know, Apple and Wilson and just wear them down. You can throw Dentlinger in there to beat back on them. Um, but Apple, yeah. I mean, since what the Dakota showcase, he's just got better and better and better every game. The, the kids really took off once we got the summit league play.
1: Yeah. It was interesting so that the first night he had 22 minutes and Dentlinger had 18. And then the second night Dentlinger had 28 minutes and Apple only had 6. So it'll be interesting seeing how their minutes are distributed going forward. Um you know with, with the back-to-back nights minutes get kind of weird I'm sure they're you know Resting guys when they think they need to be rested because, you know, you don't want to have two guys going all out two nights in a row um, unless it's in a tournament. So, right. yeah, it's hard to tell, but uh, that'll be the the post minutes between those two will be interesting to see how that plays out going forward.
0: Right. And, you know, especially a team against like UND, we're pretty confident you can win if we don't know if, you know, something small happened to Apple where they just wanted to rest it a little bit. Right. You know, or it was something he could play plenty fine on, but feel confident with how the game's going. He doesn't get a ton of minutes or, you know, different game plans and whatever. It's such a different game from the first one to the second one. I mean, we saw that the week prior to that when NDSU got beat by UND. Um, probably shouldn't have happened, but it did. And it's right. like, these doubleheaders are a whole different animal compared to your normal summit schedule.
1: Certainly. The other thing from that first game was Friedell was just going off, especially from three. He was six of nine from three, 24 points. He looked like he was unconscious out there for a while. Um, the second night he took more of a backseat. He was only one of four from three and only scored five points. But, I mean, you had you had four of the guys in double figures. So, I mean, and then right. Dentlinger with eight. So uh, it's nice for him to be able to take a backseat at times and not have to be that guy night after night. Right. And uh, the one um, interesting thing that I I looked up after the first night when he had that hot three-point shooting night, he's like top, I think, eight in the country in in three-point percentage. And then Baylor Shireman is like top 12. And so we got two guys in the top, you know, 15 or whatever. And then I think as a team, I think we're like eighth in the nation or something like that three-point percentage. So that's that's nasty, Um, especially when we're a team that once you get wilson going and apple and denlinger that doesn't have to rely on the 3 and you can shoot it that right. well you get yep. that in, in and out going that's that's tough to stop
0: yeah i mean when especially when we're we're hitting threes uh there's not a team in the summit that can when we're really hitting them like we can there's not a team that can that can stop this team in the summit league but i mean just when wilson alone and apple start getting going down low that just opens everything else up cuz they got to collapse so hard on them that it gives a lot of open looks and really allows that high three-point percentage.
1: hmm. And Arians, I mean, I, I know you've sung his praises in the past, but, you know, again, like he scored 12 and 16 in the, in the back-to-back nights, uh, you know, average, average of 14 over two nights. It's just, it's, and it's quiet. You know, it's he's not.
0: quiet with what his stat line is.
1: Yeah. Quiet. Yeah. And so he's just fun to watch because he, he fills up the stat sheet, but he's not flashy about it. He just goes about his business and plays good defense. And you yeah. know, you, Sometimes you forget he's on the floor, but, man, you end up looking at the stats at the end of the night, and you're like, man, he scored a lot.
0: Right, and that kind of guy is so important to a team in just being successful overall. We can throw in that defensive effort on the other end. That's, that's, that's huge, especially come tournament time. It's going to be a big
1: deal. Definitely. Shireman continuing to continuing his rebounding prowess and double double prowess. He got uh two let's see, yeah, two more double doubles over the weekend, ten rebounds, ten points the first night, eleven rebounds, fourteen points the second night.
0: He's just a machine and the way he can rebound like he does just it's blows my mind. He just happens to always end up with the ball, as it seems like.
1: Yeah, he's got a knack for, like, knowing how it's going to come off the rim, and, you know, it, and he's got a knack for getting the ball at the high point, too, because there'll be another SDSU guy there, but Baylor just goes up higher than him and gets it at the right time, and, you know, it it just serves him well, because, I mean, it, that way, if there is a defender there, he's getting the ball before the defender gets it, so, you know, it's just, he's got a knack for it, and it's, he's he's fun to watch, and, and he's getting he he's another one that seems to be getting more and more smooth as the year goes on. Um I don't he wasn't that good of a three-point shooter last year as he is this year. Right. And even, you know, when he gets in the lane, he doesn't panic, he gets up a good smooth shot and they always seem to go in. So it's he's another player that's really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I, the, I this team as a whole, I think we said fun to watch about 4,000 times here. Exactly. They're, they are. They're a lot of fun to watch. It's really fun to see when they get going.
1: Certainly. Yeah, and then you got Winget knocking down threes when he needs to, Mims and Easley, and and uh, you know it's just a uh, you know you, you end up saying a lot of names, but that that's how deep this team is, and so that's you know again it's just um, I don't know I don't want to say fun to watch again, but it is And so many guys just come in and out, and it just doesn't seem to slow down. It's just right. an off offensive train, and that's that is one thing is so against UND. They had been only given up, I don't know, uh, I think in the 60s for points uh, per game and uh, 60s or 70s ish, uh, low 70s for sure. And we've been scoring mid 80s. And so that was kind of the battle of, okay, is their defense going to shine or is our offense going to shine? And we scored, what was it, 92 one night and 85 the second night. So even against a good defensive team, we're still scoring 85 at least. Um, So that's. You know, it's right. encouraging to see. and uh, Yeah. Well, I think we can move on to the upcoming games. I guess to recap, uh, we'll, we'll go to the segment that we'll still call it Fade, Brendan, for now. But it, it turns out when you don't have to pick against a spread, it's not that hard.
0: I'm much better <laughs> I like, I I like picking this way. It is so fun.
1: So the first, the first, from the last podcast we did, we went two and two. Um, We had a week where we didn't get a podcast in. I think we were all just sad from not having an Omaha game to recap. And so we didn't, didn't get one in before this last game. Um, But we're back to you this week. But while we were gone, we texted each other and we said, here's our picks. And wouldn't you know it, Brandon beat me by one pick. So he we tied the first week. He beat me by one the second week. So he's currently up one on me. We will see how that goes going forward.
0: It's the beard. I have the beard now and it has brought me wisdom in my picture. It, it,
1: it is. It is. That's <laughs> a way you're just you're just trying to draw people from the podcast to like that are audio listeners to get come watch our video because now they they're like, Well, what's his beard look like?
0: What's what sort of beard is it?
1: Yeah, how how long is it?
0: Call it white lightning.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's a bigger You're, fan of Guy Fury than I am. Trying you know, to imitate him.
1: <laughs> now you'll really have to go find the video to check this out.
0: Yeah. Check us out on Facebook or something.
1: <laughs> That's the only place video. So you'll check us out on Facebook. But yeah. <laughs> so with that said, <laughs> let's go into week's games, which unfortunately does not include an SDSU game again. What we do have on the plate is Omaha goes to USD. Um, Omaha has kind of been stinking it up and haven't played many games because they had the canceled games versus us, and then they had a bye week, and so they haven't played in a while. Right. And they're going to USD. USD is kind of playing well, but they're having some closer games. I'm going to go... they are technically, which is technically yeah, technicality. Um I'm gonna go the first night. Omaha knocks off USD. They're well rested. Uh USD's been having a full schedule, so we'll we'll take Omaha the first night. USD will bounce back second night.
0: I USD's at home. That's the kicker for me. Omaha hasn't really shown me that they're gonna go in and knock a top you know, Summit League team off yet. I mean, I know they got Matt Pyle who plays pretty well, but uh, I'm going to go with USD on both nights until proven otherwise or a team like SDSU or NDSU are playing them. They're probably going to slip up, I think, at some point. But the game in the Dakota Showcase is giving them a – they're on a tear right now. So I'm not going to bet against them until that, that lets up.
1: So you're taking USD twice. I am. Good deal. Next game, North Dakota State at UMKC. I'm going to say UMKC rides their high, wins the first night, NDSU takes them the second night. I will pick the
0: same. Uh, it's just kind of a weird road trip now since they just got in and NDSU I don't think they're gonna be they're the same when they're away from home. We saw that in the UND series, even if that was a rivalry game. So, give me Kansas City take the first one. So, that's perfect. Better.
1: And then the last games of the week: Western Illinois at UND. Um, I'll, let, I'll let you pick this one first. Oh, thank you. Very nice. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna do North Dakota both. Westerns, yes. They need another year, I think, with that roster to to start knocking teams off.
1: Yeah, I, this one's tough though. I, UND is just such a weird team. They're either, they're either winning or losing by 20. They don't play, they don't play close games. So um,
0: I don't believe in close
1: games. (laughs) I, I, I think they'll take one of them. But I don't it's think I'll take both. That's, That's the, that is the problem because I I know that they're going to lose one. But if I pick the wrong one, I'm over for two. Uh-huh. So that See?
0: is. There the might be a strategy with how my picks are
1: going. Yeah. I am picking up on that. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's go. <laughs> UND gets comfortable at home first night, and then Western Illinois takes him second night. All right. So this is good picks. This time I am recording them as we pick them, so I don't have to do it later, like I did right before the show.
0: Yeah, for um, everyone who listened to uh, the last episode, when Ben said, "Oh, don't worry, I'm keeping track," I just want everybody to know he was lying his ass off. I had to replay the episode for this so we know who picked what right.
1: What I meant was, I plan. I have a I have a plan and process. That plan just didn't play out.
0: Yeah. The process didn't play out either.
1: Right. So that is it for our Pick'em segment.
0: Yeah, kind of the basketball event. But we do have SDSU events going this weekend of a sort. What's that? K K being down in the Senior Senior Bowl. I almost said Super Bowl, and that's very – Brian Witzman's at Super Bowl with the Chiefs, which is pretty sweet. He's still on the practice squad for them. Yes. Um, no, we got Kay Johnson down at Senior Bowl making a name for himself. Uh, if he keeps this up, he's going to be shooting up gra- draft boards.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, if you watch like the highlights of the one-on-ones that people have been posting, which a lot of people have been posting, a lot, it, it looks like he's doing one-on-ones against cornerbacks like that are in high school. Right. I mean, he's making them look silly. Yep. <laughs> but. Uh,
0: at least two one for sure all the way in the dirt broke his ankle so bad the dude was all the way on his face in the ground uh second one he put a guy most of the way to the ground and then he pulled the Dallas Goddard on a on a just a straight go route and uh, held the guy off with one hand or, you know, if you ask me, he was getting grabbed in the one hand because that makes it sound better. And then just one-handed the hell out of the ball into the end zone. That was – he's when, when the crowd is media people and scouts and you can hear the crowd on the video go, oh, that's – you just made an impression there, and that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's one thing for – like idiots like us to spout off on twitter and be like oh my god k yeah. johnson's awesome right. but when you got national media and and scouts doing it that's another story and that's where i, I think i saw somebody saying k johnson is making himself a lot of money this weekend or this yeah. week and he is he's just shooting up draft boards i mean i think he was he was a late rounder maybe not drafted
0: yeah that's what it was looking like before
1: yeah, and now he's like a mid rounder, maybe higher, because it's right. just he's just killing it out there. And it's it's just awesome to see him representing SDSU so well. And I I'm almost I'm almost glad he didn't, you know, because he was going to transfer. He didn't end up getting to play somewhere else. Almost glad he didn't because, you know, say he went and played at Nebraska for a year. Right. They'd be like Nebraska wide receiver Kate Johnson. Yeah. But right now it's South Dakota State wide receiver Kate Johnson. So Suck kind of it, Nebraska. benefit for us. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, you're not wrong. It is, and that's huge. Guys being successful like this is huge for the program to be able to go, hey, Kate Johnson, mid round draft pick, if he keeps up what he's doing. You know, I've seen, um, I've seen that all over Twitter. If you search it, you know, or just follow, you know, Jack Rabbit Illustrated Twitter account or whatever, um, had on there some, I think it was Ben Fennell, the uh, Packers. Uh, guy is the one who said that he's making himself a lot of money this weekend. But this Senior Bowl is so important um, for FCS guys this year, with there being no other showcase games besides the Senior Bowl. And, um, you know, if the combine doesn't happen – that's what killed a lot of FCS guys getting drafted last year. Cause they didn't get to get in front of scouts and in front of teams. So Kate, just Kate being there is huge. So then him showing out is, is even better. I mean, that's the, the senior bulls where Carson Wentz from went from being known as a good second round draftable quarterback to like
1: number two pick. It's just yeah. the kind of
0: event it is.
1: And enlighten me a little bit. I am not, a senior bowl expert. So why, why is a guy like Trey Lance not at the senior bowl? No idea. Um,
0: I think honestly uh, for him, I, I don't know. I don't follow the draft stuff that well, but I think someone like Trey Lance, who's already projected to be as high as he is, might not have gone because of he, the, the only thing he can do is hurt himself there. It's like Trevor Lawrence. If Trevor Lawrence was there, what's he going to go prove? That he's even more of the number one draft pick? So you hold yourself out of that sort of competition so you can't harm where you're at is my only guess. Because as of right now, I mean, you see Trey Lance anywhere from projected from like the number five pick on the way, all the way down. And you look at all the quarterbacks who are there, they're guys who are going to be drafted. Like almost everybody who goes to the senior bowl gets drafted. But they're gonna be like mid to late round type quarterbacks.
1: I, as soon as I those words came out of my mouth, I know what the answer is. Because the Senior Bowl is, is for, for seniors. seniors. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. You know. So I'm, for for the people yelling at their speaker saying, <laughs> <Yeah>. It's <laughs> because it's a Senior Bowl. Trey Lance isn't a senior.
0: Who gave these idiots a podcast? Matt did. Matt did really? that.
1: Thanks, Talked Matt.
0: Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um, Don't take it out of our
1: pay. (laughs) So anyway, that's why, uh, clearly why he's not there. No, so for those that don't know, and I just found out, that the Senior Bowl is a showcase for the nation's best seniors. Seniors. Yes. That'd also be why Trevor Lawrence isn't there. Yeah, I would agree. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Look at us go.
1: But even though – so only seniors are available for this. So a lot – I mean, guys like Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, that aren't seniors don't end up going. So it it does pre- present an opportunity for FCS guys to get in there sometimes. However, it is very difficult to get an invite to the Senior Bowl, which is yes. one of the premier um, kind of uh, all – I don't know what they call it, all pro college – or all college team games or whatever – Um, And so when you get a guy like Kade Johnson coming from straight from an FCS school and showing out like this, that paves the way and helps out future FCS players to, you know, for them to really say, you know what, maybe we should give give that guy an invite because, you know, they remember guys like Kade Johnson.
0: Yep. Well, and, you know, it's not just a. Premier one it is the premier one. I think something like ninety percent of the guys who get to go to the Senior Bowl get drafted, or some silly number. And I promise, I did know that only seniors went to the Senior Bowl. I just completely spaced it when Ben was like, "Why in Trigo?" I'm like, "Oh shit, I don't know." <laughs> throw some shit out of a wall instead. Of, you know the the reason that's right there in your face. um <laughs> You know, it'd be like somebody being like, uh, how do you drive a car? And you forget that, hey, you got to turn the car on. You start telling them how to drive because the turn off <laughs> part seems so obvious. Uh, anyways, the Valley actually had more, you know, with what you're talking about, these uh, kids seeing guys from FCS schools and things like that. The Valley itself had more senior bowl participants than four FBS conferences which is real impressive. So Was that time,
1: two? Uh,
0: no. Is it more uh, than two? Four. Really? Uh, Daniels from Illinois State, their quarterback, or Davis. Davis from Illinois State, their quarterback's there. Um, mm-hmm. Dylan Raidens from NDSU is there. Um, Ellerson Smith from UNI is there. And then Kay Johnson is also there. Ellerson Smith's been tearing it up. He just made a couple of uh, power 5-0 linemen look like they were junior high linemen. Um, Raidens has been killing it. Um, uh, Davis, I saw a couple of good comments about him. And then uh, Jabril Cox would have been a fifth one. Obviously, he transferred to NDSU. Um, He's having a real good um, senior bowl down there as well. Uh, I don't know. We should count them. I don't want to give NDSU that much credit, so um, we won't. But uh, just as a general update from that, you know, just from a conference perspective,
1: I wonder. I'm not. So I've got the rosters up. I I don't see Davis on there for Illinois State. So I don't know know if he's like a backup or. I uh,
0: I know for I know they have um, have that on there. So I'm going to try to.
1: He he uh, might.
0: I tweeted that uh,
1: he might be an alternate or a backup or better. something, and he's still participating no. in the workouts. Maybe,
0: no, oh no. god, now you got me looking stuff up. I'm not good, you're much better at talking while you look stuff up. And I had to tweet so much crap today. Um, <laughs> but there it is. Uh, five participants at the senior bowl, hmm. the valley has five. I don't know if they're counting Jabril Cox in that. Um bump bum bump bum, bum. raidens offensive tackle Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa defensive hmm. that guy is just a mountain of a man. Um Illinois safe Illinois State Safety, Christian Uphoff and uh Ellerson Smith, Raidens and Kate Johnson. So nice. they're all part of um the national team roster.
1: Good for you and I getting two guys on there. That's legit. Yeah, I mean it,
0: and and that kind of you know tells you how much um, you and I lost, you know, going into the next season. Any team that has two guys in the Senior Bowl is losing a a a lot from from their production for the next season. So this the the COVID stuff hammered you and I, and hammered NDSU because really, if you think about it, obviously Trey Lance would have qualified if he was a senior. Um, they also basically lose another participant in Jabril Cox and then Dylan Radens. That's three dudes who are all going to be drafted.
1: Certainly, that's a lot. another. I think you and I lost a bunch of guys to um, transfers too, right?
0: Yeah, between transfers and um, and guys going to the draft, they lost five All Americans alone that they lost there. Um, you know, and part of that's why. Uh, getting the this, this spring season done is, is huge. I mean you see um like Maris when they canceled um especially canceling as late as they did if you went and looked at their it was was it maris I think it was Maris. Um if you looked at the tweet that they put out like all the quote tweets were Maris players pissed I mean pissed because they were getting told that you're gonna play you're gonna play we're gonna play yeah. and then with the amount of time they held out, whether this was purposeful or not, they didn't announce until the springs the spring semester started, which made it too late for all these dudes to transfer out.
1: Yeah, that's rush.
0: On purpose or on accident, that's shady as hell. Because you just screwed those kids over. They could have transferred transferred somewhere and, and played, you know, especially like if it's a senior kid. Well, now you got to come back for another year, and especially at a school like Marist. Where they're not giving up a full load of scholarships Marist is NEC I believe um, they might even be Pioneer League where everybody's paying so what you got to pay for another scary of school now yeah instead of possibly transferring and getting a scholarship which they could still do over the summer but it's an easier process to start in spring I think that's kind of the traditional time frame for people so right that um, that to me is why spring at least trying to give that a go and, and doing that from a, for, for a football perspective is so important because talking to people who are around the players and whatnot, like they, we better play or they're going to be pissed. Like really, really pissed.
1: Yeah. Well, especially at this point, I mean, we're literally three weeks out three weeks and two days. We'll be playing yeah. a football game, which I just realized by the way, that our first game's on Friday. Uh, um,
0: yes yes it is it is a friday i do believe so i, I got them ri- i got all the dates written on the calendar so the wife can see them. uh but uh
1: so that's interesting
0: yeah it, it is um we are the only ones who don't have a sunday game i believe
1: some players huh?
0: yeah because of um scheduling conflicts for the domes and things like that but, uh so like Northern Iowa is our first game and that's a Friday game, but you're in the UNI dome. So they might have uh, indoor softball or something the next day. Cause they're, they use their, their dome for multi-purpose stuff. Um, I know UND has a, I believe has a Sunday game, NDSU has a Sunday game at some point um, Because of prior schedule, because of scheduling conflicts with those domed facilities, which is what it is, you know.
1: Yeah, it looks like Western Illinois and South Dakota. Their first game is in is at South Dakota, and it's on Friday as well.
0: Yeah, there's a Thursday game in there too, getting Hmm. into
1: almost Maxion territory there. Yeah, (laughs) uh, that would be be interesting to see how much like coverage we get. Like if people are just craving football so bad that they're you know. It's kind of the maxion effect where, like, it's the only football on. Let's watch it. You know?
0: Right, right. And, well, kind of the bummer uh, so far for the FCS, you know, you'd think being the only football as it is, um, it's still football, and you'd get picked up by, an, like, a big network. So far, that hasn't happened. Um, I guess uh, they talked to – somebody was talking to ESPN about it, and they already have their spring scheduling set up, so they're not going to put it on there, which is <laughs> just the most ESPN – move ever because they haven't made a smart programming decision in the last decade so (laughs) why would they start now
1: so um i mean they did make the smart move of coming to brookings for game day so we have to we have to give ESPN that they had one good decision in the last
0: 10 years. Game days doesn't count as ESPN. They're, they're better than that. They're that not, is true. The some... thing that happens yeah. to be on ESPN. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the way I look at game. I forget game days even on ESPN. But, yeah. Um, no. So in the FCS in general, the spring season is going to be crazy and then you've got huge moves happening in the conferences. Um the, the Southland just got ravaged. Um, you got uh, Sam Houston State, you got um, Stephen F. Awesome, you've got Lamar, and then Abilene Christian are all leaving to the old WAC. Everybody remembers the WAC, that's what Boise State was in when they went and knocked off of Oklahoma. And now um, they're starting their own FCS conference. Um, rumor is they want to try to move the whole conference up to FBS and then they're, they've got a bunch of startup D2 teams in there, and it's that's going to be wild. And then University of Central Arkansas, Jacksonville State, Eastern Kentucky are all leaving the OVC, and then UCA is leaving the Southland, and they're all going over to the Atlantic Sun. And then the Athletic Sun is supposed to have like 20 members at that point, so they're going to split the conference up like the Big East got split and the ACC – And they're going to have 10 teams that are basketball only under their own conference umbrella. And then they plan to have 10 football teams playing under their own conference umbrella and they'll play FCS football. And that's going to have um, your, your big, um, your big teams like uh, uh, Kennesaw state from the big South and, you know, Monmouth, I guess they're not a big team, but they're kind of, they're teams that have all been in the top 25. You're going to have five of them in that conference all of a sudden four or five of them, and that looks like a real threat. And then you got Northern Alabama, who kind of used to be like NDSU and D2 and is just moving up and going through a transition now. So that has the potential to go from being a nothing conference that Liberty used to beat everybody in, and it was so weak, they wouldn't get into a 16-game playoff, team playoff, to a team that um, Charleston Southern and or Coast Carolina – and uh liberty left and now is 10 times stronger than the big south ever was when they were there yeah weird thing
1: yeah that that shakeup is is interesting and there's a lot of details and a lot, a lot we can dive into um i think we've talked about doing possibly like a, a podcast devoted to kind of that conference shake up and then maybe a football season preview yep. um so i think we'll we'll cover that all in a, in an upcoming episode. I think we're going to get the other guys in here, Matt and Kyle, and maybe even Dallas um, get us all in here at once. And uh, we'll get that, get that covered and get you ready for the football season, which like I said, it's coming in hot.
0: Yep. And Sam Herter will be on with me on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, kind of depending on my work schedule works out. And so we'll cover some of that and, some of the Missouri Valley's conference is shaken out with and all the transfers and what that does to how teams are ranked and all that sort of stuff so we'll probably go live again on Facebook for that and yeah I'm looking forward to that should be fun fun to Definitely. talk to jacks football for once
1: yeah I agree so did we end up on Facebook live did we end up getting any comments or just 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 one just the one
0: uh, from from one faceless fan, he says Ben is yeah. doing a great job. He should get paid to do this. Huh. Um, so here, ben. actually, I, I can throw this up here. What so. a nice guy! <laughs> who, who, who said that? That's weird. I, I don't. How how do that's you, gotta how be, do you pronounce that name?
1: That's got to be a mistake. Ah, oh, God! Did you get uh, outed or what? That on Facebook, <laughs> uh, they've been hacked again by the the Russians. I'm sure.
0: So contract negotiations are going well, I see.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this was supposed to be part of it. I should have used my burner account, apparently.
0: You should have. You should have used your (laughs) burner account with the fake profile picture and everything.
1: Well, next time, next time we'll let people know ahead of time. We'll send out some tweets. We'll say, hey, we're going live. Hop on. Check it out. Give us some actual comments because uh clearly that was not a real one
0: yeah well i was i 100 I percent meant to just mess with you um and so, so i was gonna send some tweets out and then i was like yeah we won't do it but i'm gonna mess with ben in the intro and get him going about oh my god are we actually up <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about it so much i actually clicked the stream when i set the pot up and was waiting for you for like 10 minutes <laughs> i forgot i did that so we're on Facebook right away. Now Brett said, we don't have to upload it. So that's cool.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So next time we'll let you know ahead of time. Hopefully we can get you It'd be fun to get some live questions and see how yeah. we do on our feet.
0: Do a and a session or just whenever we feel like it or ignore who we want. For With sure. All power. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. right.
0: Show your, show you like this. Yeah. Uh, to our thousands of fans. Hey, we have three. We have three. What? Never mind.
1: We have two Two viewers. So that's cool. Right on. So, uh, well, one is me. And the other your might wife? be my wife. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> well, she was on there. I don't know if she's still on there. She's not anymore. We have an that's extra great. viewer. We have oh, my God. Person.
0: Oh, my God. Whoever All is
1: right. viewing us right now, comment. Say one word. Cause yeah, there are two viewers. Three you can't see who the viewers oh, are.
0: Say hi. Come on. Oh now there's three. Ah, it's Ryan. Oh, hey that was go. my
1: wife. Hey, what's up, Ryan?
0: Hey Ryan, what's Good up? To see. You get, uh, ask ask
1: a, ask us a question. Make us make us answer question live. Some question.
0: This is terrible radio. So you gotta you gotta get a question out here. Those people on the podcast are gonna be super confused, right? So throw a question out there. And if it's an engineering question, that's Ben's job. So
1: I would love an engineering question. You would. I do like Ryan's new um, I don't know who does those logos, but he put out like a retro jackrabbit logo?
0: Uh it's sure. not even yeah, the guy um he's up at Watertown, actually. So
1: or Aberdeen or something.
0: Yeah, Aberdeen or Watertown.
1: Um, yeah,
0: me either, Ryan. We weren't prepared very well either, so it's all good. Um yeah, he's up in Watertown. Uh you guys can check my Twitter. Uh he's got actually a whole pile of Jackrabbit stuff that this is his own artwork he came up with himself. Um, and it's awesome. So free plug for that guy. We could be advertising, yeah. just and get your little get that logo up.
1: At there. Dakota Dinos. There. Dakota Dinos, Dakota They're Dinos, D-I-N-O-S. We're out he, That guy, he's got a sweet. So he's got the the vintage jackrabbit with the sailor hat, which is cool. But then he's got one where he's got his hand on a little baby coyote, which is awesome. So kind of leaning on him. Yeah, if you're watching the video, you can see the the logo in there. So anymore.
0: now you can again. I took it
1: down. So right on. Anyway, well, thanks, Ryan, for checking us out
0: and uh yeah we'll be uh back and better than ever uh for our next episode keep your eyes out for the sam herder interview and uh yeah besides that go big go blue go Jack.